tonight I want to consider this thought, how again, in a sense, how to become an improved listener, how to listen to the Word of God. And so we're going to take and look at how to take the lead when it comes to listening, but let's go ahead and pray here tonight as we consider this thought from the Word of God. Father, thank you again for your Word here today. And again, I just ask, Lord, you'd help us again to look into this subject of listening, help us to be open, uh, to be better listeners by your grace and through your help. Again, uh, help us to see the importance of listening from this passage and other passages of Scripture here tonight. And uh, help us again to uh, take heed to those things which we hear. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we're going to look at listening tonight, and it's interesting. I mean, we think about the word listening, you'd think it'd be all over in the Bible, but the word listen is only found once. The word listen is only found once, and it's found in Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 49, verse number 1, if I remember right. And uh, yet, the Bible tells us a lot about hearing and also speaking, as we uh, see in this passage of Scripture here tonight. Hearing, speaking, heeding, and bowing. These are some main themes to these first five verses here. Again, hearing, speaking, heeding, and bowing are again found throughout the scriptures. But I want to consider first of all just an introductory thought is there's a command or caution to hear when it comes to attending the house of God. We see this in verse number one. It says, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. And be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. And so we say caution to hear. It says, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. So don't just go to the house of God. But here it says, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. And be more ready to hear. There's a command and caution here in the Bible when it comes to hearing. It says, be more ready to hear. And there's an emphasis here in the Bible. And so, again, when it comes to hearing, one of the places in which we should really especially be listening or trying to hear is when we come to the house of God. The word ready also means, in a sense, to be prepared to hear. One might, again, uh, be in college and they find themselves maybe where there's a session that they can go to before a test. I did this in college, a study session. A lot of times the, the PA or someone there, the, one of the teachers, maybe, again, student teachers will be there, again, maybe with the students to go over things that might be on the test. And I can tell you if there's one of those to go to, most students will go to a thing like that to hear. And they'll come there ready to take notes, and they're ready to listen to what they hear. Again, if you were going to a session, let's say, uh, for work, and it's the first session that you have to go to learn a job, and this is how you have to learn, you're going to be ready and seeking to try to hear all you can in that first session. This is kind of uh, the go-through session before you've got to do what needs to be done. And so there are times where we're, uh, we know that we need to be good listeners. And here the Bible emphasizes the need when we come to the house of God to be ready to hear. Now, this is talking about the tabernacle in the Old Testament. But again, the New Testament talks about the house of God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And so we too have a house of God that we can 
be a part of. And it talks about that we should be uh, people that are um, people that uh, that uh, attend the house of God in a, in a serious manner here in this passage of scriptures. But I, I'd like us to just uh, back up here a little in the Bible. Solomon here encourages us to cautiously consider really here. And when we come to church, we should seek, I believe, again, by God's grace to listen to what we hear. We're going to be, every time we meet and every time you maybe even listen to, again, a message by some other means, not just maybe come to the house of God, but maybe some, by some other means you listen to the word of God, you have an opportunity to hear from God. And so we see the command and caution to hear is associated with the house of God, but also with the voice of God. Let's read in Job chapter 37. Job the patriarch emphasized the need to attentively hear what God says. Now, when you come to the house of God, it's not about necessarily so much, and I don't, when I come to hear anybody, whether I'm preaching or somebody else is preaching, I go to hear some preaching or I'm on vacation to hear preaching, or whatever it might be, I'm not so concerned about what the preacher might say so to speak. He might say something that has nothing to do with the Word of God. He might have a joke. He might have an illustration. He might have some words to say, and it might complement the Word of God, but I'm concerned about what the Word of God would say. And Job emphasizes this in the book of Job, Job chapter 37, verse number two. I'm not saying don't listen to the preacher. He's probably trying to explain the Word of God through illustrations, maybe through Again, different things, definitions, whatever it might be, and, and that sort of thing. And they certainly help there. But notice here in Job 37, verse number 2, the Bible says, Hear attentively the noise of his voice. I have those words all underlined in my Bible. Hear attentively the noise of his voice. Now I know, again, you go back and see what it's talking about. and You see after what it's talking about. But this is talking about the voice of God. It says, Hear attentively the noise of his voice, the sound that goeth out of his mouth. He directeth under the whole heaven, and his lightning under the ends of the earth. After it a voice roareth, he thundereth with the voice of his excellency. He will not stay upon them when his voice is here. God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he, which cannot be comprehended. For he saith to the snow... Be thou on the earth, likewise to the small rain and to the great rain of his strength. He seeth up the hand of every man, and that all men may know his work. Then the beasts go unto the dens and remain in their places. Out of the south cometh the whirlwind, and the cold out of the north. By the breath of God frost is given, and the breath of the waters is straightened. And by the watering he wearieth the thick cloud, he scattereth his bright cloud, and it is turned round about by his consuls that they uh, may do whatsoever he commandeth them upon the face of the world of the earth. He causes it to come, whether it be for correction or for his land or for mercy. Hearken unto this, O Job, stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. You know, through the word of God, God is able to do a lot of things. And it mentions some of these things here in the book of Job. And before there, in the chapter before, it talks about the great things God is able to do with his voice. He created this world with his voice. 
And I like that where it says there in verse number two, hear it tell the noise of his voice. Hear it tell the noise of his voice. It's the word of God, the words of God, the truths of God, the Bible that we especially need to hear. And so we see this command given to us in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, a command and caution to hear. Let's turn back there again. And I just want to mention these are some introductory thoughts. Uh, secondly, I want to see here, there's a command and caution related to speaking also given here in this passage of Scripture. We're not going to talk about it a whole bunch here tonight, but it's mentioned here nonetheless. And so I think we'll go ahead and talk about a little bit here. In verse number two, it says, Be not rash with thy mouth. And let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven and thou upon earth, therefore let thy words be few. I just want to stop there. There's a command or caution to not be rash with thy mouth. The word rash means to be hasty. Hasty to say something or to speak suddenly, suddenly or very quickly. You be careful with our mouths not to use it. Without thinking, be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon earth, therefore let thy words be few. Why? Why not just say anything? Because God can hear it. But not only that, we need to be saying what needs to be said, and we need to be careful in what we say. We need to choose carefully what we say and what we don't say. It even says here, let thy words be few. It goes on, it says, For a dream cometh through a multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by a multitude of words. When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou vowest. Better is he that he shouldest not vow, than thou shouldest vow and not pay. You be careful in vowing, especially vowing to God. Or making a promise. The Bible says, When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. People make what I call promise commitments to God. And if they're promise commitments to God, just like we would have a promise commitment to someone else, you need to be careful uh, when making such a, a vow. Don't be rash to say anything when it comes to speaking, and don't be someone who, again, vows something to God or promise something to God or to somebody else, because you can get certainly in trouble with that. In fact, it says there in verse 4, Better is it not that thou shouldest not vow, than thou shouldest vow and not pay. Vows are something to be careful with, and we can consider examples in the Bible where someone vowed some, something that they were in trouble with after they made that vow, but yet uh, some have followed through and, and done that's right, etc. But uh, just be careful when it comes to vowing and be careful not to be someone who just opens their mouth and says anything. These thoughts are also reiterated if you turn to James chapter 1, the New Testament. Solomon says these things and uh, Job again says, Hear attentively the voice uh, his voice or the voice of the Lord. In James here in the New Testament, we see these two things talked about with another thing added here in James chapter 1 
in uh, verse number 19, James chapter 1, verse number 19, it says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. The word swift there means the same general meaning as the Old Testament, be ready. But it means to be ready or prompt to respect to hearing something. Be like someone maybe hearing a case in court. Like a judge or a jury hearing something in court. Be swift to hear. Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. It goes on, it says, For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Skip to verse 22, it says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. So we don't want to be someone who just hears, but doesn't do either. Someone could be a good hearer, but not much of a doer. And so we see there in verse 14, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be uh, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Swift, be prompt, be ready. Be, you know, be in a position where you're wanting to hear, you're willing to hear. Be like a runner waiting to hear that gun. The gun goes off and you take off. You don't want to be hearing that two seconds later, especially if you're running a 100-meter dash. Everybody's going to be 20, 20 meters down the road and you're going to be left behind. And so how can we improve our listening? I want to talk about that here tonight. How can you improve your listening? I believe by listening here to some thoughts from the Word of God and, and learning from the Word of God. Let's go back to our text there, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse number 1. How can I improve my listening? Well, if I'm going to listen and listen in a way that's uh, good or a way that's appropriate or a way that's the way it should, as a believer, especially when it comes to the house of God, the Bible says there, First of all, it says there in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse number 1, it says, Keep thy foot when thou goest in the house of God and be more ready to hear. And uh, when it comes to listening, how can I improve my listening? Let me say this. First of all, be ready to hear and to learn. Be ready to hear and to learn. Someone that really comes to hear comes to learn. When it comes to anything, really, I mean, let's say you're listening maybe to a documentary and you want to learn what happened in World War II. Well, you come to hear, but you also come to learn. When you come to church, both you, your children, and everybody in general should be coming to the house of God to hear and to learn. Otherwise, really, it ends up somewhat being, I'm not trying to be me, but it's, it's almost a waste of time if you're not learning something or gaining something or getting something or finding out what to do when it comes to God's will. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 5. I'm not saying you're going to learn something every service. Maybe you don't. I would think you do. I, I, I think every time I look into the Word of God, whether it's a few passages or a lot of passages, I learn something. Now, someone might say, well, I wasn't really learning what the preacher was talking about, but I, I, I actually looked at a few verses before and after, and I learned some more things from the Word of God, and you'll learn that. But again, how can I prove my listening? Come ready to hear or heed and learn. 
Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse number 1, it says, And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes, the judgments, which I speak into your ears this day, that you may learn them and keep and do them. Why did Moses call these people together? Why, why have a time where the church of God gets together for the express person, purpose to hear from God, hear from the word of God, and learn? And learn them, and it says it goes on there, and keep them and do them. Not just to learn. There can be a lot of learning going on. And yet, there needs to be more than that even. And we'll look at that a little later, how to improve your listening. First of all, be ready to hear and to learn. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 31. This same uh, general concept is repeated here in Deuteronomy chapter 31. You know, we ready ourselves for many different things. And uh, when it comes to being ready to hear, when it comes to the house of God, if I, if I go down to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or some other preacher's meeting, maybe Dearborn, Michigan, and I come there for the express purpose of hearing the Word of God and learning, or if I go to family camp, I go for the express purpose, to some degree, of hearing and learning. I mean, there's more to the, 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 it than that, but I, I say that's really why I'm coming there. I mean, if I'm going to be in a place where someone's going to be up preaching or teaching from the Word of God, I need to be there for the purpose of hearing and learning. Again, we see this in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse number 11 and verse number 12. When Moses got before the people, he didn't come there uh, for the purpose of, you know, chatting or having some small talk or, you know, uh, maybe just fellowshipping and, and that sort of thing. I know he probably did some of those things at other times, but there's express times in the Bible where he came there for the express purpose of relaying what God's word and God's will is, and then coming to them and teaching them those things. Look at here, Deuteronomy 31, uh, verse number 11, verse number 12. It says, And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, uh, sorry, I'm, verse 11, I got to get to, uh, When all Israel has come to appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, Thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Gather the people together, men and women and children, and the stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear, at that circle, and that they may learn, at that circle, and fear, at that circle, the Lord, uh, the Lord God, your fathers, and at this circle too, observe to do all the words of this law. That's why... There's a need for reading. Now this is talking about, if you back up here in verse number 10, at the end of every seven years, they were to get together and they were to just read the word of God together. It was to read to the men, the women, the children, the stranger for the purpose that they'd hear, they'd learn, they'd fear and observe. In the reason, again, we have teaching and preaching both Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, whatever it might be, is for people to hear, to learn, and to observe, and to fear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and through the fear of the Lord comes understanding. The fear of the Lord is a strong tower. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. All these things are essential for people to have. But we must... Here, 
But not just here, we must seek to learn. And so to be a good listener, to develop good listening skills, one must seek to hear and to learn. It's like maybe the teacher trying to teach students, and if they're hearing but not learning, they're kind of defeating the purpose in the whole thing. I'm not saying you're not defeating the purpose, but I'm just saying you're kind of missing out on what you're trying to do. In fact, look at verse 13 here as it goes on. It says, And that their children, which have not known anything, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God, as long as you live in the land whither ye go over Jordan to possess it. And so what's the purpose in, in this meeting or getting together a tabernacle, whether the Old Testament tabernacle or the New Testament church, to hear and to learn, to use our ears to learn, to use our minds to learn and to hear. Let's turn to Psalm 44. What should be our response to hearing the word of God? The response to the next step to hearing the word of God is learning it. Learning it so that maybe you can maybe teach somebody else the same thing maybe that you've been taught. Whether it be your children or maybe someone in your family or maybe a neighbor next door, etc. Whatever it might be. Again, it's for retention's sake. We're here to retain. Especially things that we hear in the house of God. We hear from the word of God. Psalm 44, verse number 1. Psalm 44, verse number 1, it says, We have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us what work thou didst in their days and in the times of old. Somebody told us. Somebody instructed us. And that's the way things should be. And so in the church, we seek to inform you through the hearing of the word so you can sit down and learn. Let's turn to Luke chapter 10. In the New Testament, you'll find the Lord Jesus, and you'll find John the Baptist, you'll find any of the teachers in the New Testament. Their goal was to take the Word of God and, and get someone to learn something about it, whether it's learn about Christ, learn about the will of God, learn about the end times, whatever it might be. Luke chapter 10, verse number 39, when Jesus came to Mary Martha's house, it says here, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. And so we looked at this, we've looked at this a number of times, but to sit for what purpose? Sit there to hear the word of God. And again, God talks about how, and Jesus talks about how needful that is. That's the most needful thing. It says there in verse number 22, it says, but one thing is needful Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Uh, what was she doing? She was just listening, hearing the word of God, so important. You know, sometimes I think, again, churches get too involved with too many things. So people just aren't listening to the word of God or hearing it and have an opportunity to learn from it. Let's turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, the teacher's responsibility is to try to get the attention of the students to teach them certainly things that are new, but also things that are needful. And when it comes to the Word of God, the purpose of the uh, showing forth the Word of God is so people would hear and learn. And again, uh, you may hear that a lot here tonight, but it's needful that we hear it. Luke chapter 4 and verse number 16. 
Luke 4, verse 16, he taught in their synagogue, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he's talking about Jesus, he went in the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it's written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and to preach deliverance to the captive, and the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the open, to preach acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and gave it to the minister, and sat down. That wasn't too long, was it? (laughs) He was just saying something from the word of God, and I don't think they were realizing this, but he was talking about himself. It says, he closed the book and gave it to the minister and sat down, and the eyes of all them in the synagogue were fastened upon him and began to say unto them, this day is a scripture fulfilled in your ears. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's Jesus. He's anointed me to do these things. He's called me to do these things, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is me. And those people, if they were listening, would have totally gotten, they would have said, this is Jesus. This is the Messiah. This is somebody who will recover people's blindness and bring them to sight. So we need to be ready to hear and to learn. Secondly, as you turn back to Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 5, if you're going to prove your listening skills, you need to be ready to hear and to learn. Secondly, let me say this, if you're going to prove your listening skills, you need to be open to instruction. You need to be open to instruction. You know, you can get, and anybody can get to a point in some subject that they might think, you know, I pretty much got this down. I got this figured out. I dare say most wouldn't get that way when it comes to the Word of God, but they could get to the point maybe in some subject, and again, I'm not saying what subject it might be for you or for somebody else, but they could say, I've got this figured out. And really, at that point, they're not open to hearing. And so they're not going to really get what they need to hear. And so when it comes to listening, you need to be open to instruction. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5, it says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain a wise counsel. And so a wise man, he's going to hear things and he's going to learn even more. And he's even going to be in a place where he may have some understanding, but he's listening to other people's counsel. And so we need to be open to hear. If you're going to be a a good listener, you need to be open to instruction and to hearing. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 8. Now, if you want to learn on any subject, if you want to be whatever it might be, let's say when it comes to a profession, whatever it might be, if you're going to be an astronaut, you're going to have to read on space and space travel and what people have done before and all these kind of things. And you're going to have to be open to all kinds of different ideas when it comes to what might be or could be when it comes to space travel. Proverbs chapter 8, verse number 33, the Bible says here, hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. You're going to be someone who improves their listing. You're going to have to take in instruction or be open to instruction. 
Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 23. If you're not open to instruction, or if I'm not open to instruction, we're not going to get what we need to hear. We're not going to get what we need from the Word of God. We're not going to see what the will of God is for us. So it says, well, I've got my mind made up on this. Well, there's no use talking to you or talking to that person on that subject. Proverbs chapter 23, verse number 12, it says, Apply thy heart unto instruction, and thy ears to words of knowledge. Apply thy heart to instruction. We need to be people that really want to hear. People that really want to hear when it comes to the Word of God. Let's turn to Psalm 85. Do you really want to hear? I mean, do you really want to hear what God says? Would you really want to hear what God's will is for you? Are you willing to look beyond what you might think might be right or wrong and and consider what God says? I like here in Psalm 85, in verse number 8, what the Bible says is, I will hear what God, the Lord, will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. I will hear what the Lord will speak. I'll hear. I'll listen. I'll consider what the Lord says. And so when it comes to improving our listening, we need to be open. In other words, we need to be looking for what's the lesson here? What does God want me to get from this message? Let's turn to Nehemiah chapter 8. If it's outlined really easy, I mean, maybe it's a subject that's being taught on and it's easy to see, hey, this is, this is what we're learning about here tonight. But maybe at some points in, in different kinds of messages, maybe it's multiple ideas. Maybe it's a little here, a little there on, on different subjects. Again, if someone's teaching maybe through the book of Proverbs, maybe they're teaching on multiple subjects. What is it that he wants me to hear? We need to look for the lesson. And we need to be attentive. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse number 1. Now someone might say, well, well, how long should I be willing to hear? Well, let me just say this. Be, be willing to listen long when it comes to hearing. Uh, open to ear, uh, someone says, I'm open to hearing as long as you give me, uh, I'll give you five minutes of my time. I'll give you ten minutes of my time, I'll, I'll listen to you. Notice here in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1, it says, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man in the street that was before the gate. And they spake unto Ezra to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read before them uh, the street that was before the gate from morning till midday, before the men and the women, those that could understand, and the ears of the people were attentive unto the book of the law. I mean, morning till midday. Would that be about 3 o'clock or 1 o'clock? I don't know what's midday. I'm not sure here. But they were listening to the word of God for a long time. The Bible describes the way they listened. They were attentive. As I think about being attentive, that means open to the word of God. Just like in the book of Acts where Lydia was attentive unto those things which were spoken to Paul. She listened. She was open to it. She considered it. And these here listen. Verse 4 talks about Ezra there standing upon a pulpit of wood. Verse number 5, it says, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. 
for there was for he was above the people and when he opened it all the people stood up Ezra blessed the Lord God and all the people answered amen and amen with lifting up their hands and they bowed down their heads and worship the Lord with their faces to the ground it goes on and says a number of things but I just going to skip to verse 8 so they read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense it caused them to understand the reading. And it goes on and says a number of things, and I won't go on there, but the purpose of it is for them to understand those things. In fact, it says that in verse 13, and unto Ezra the scribe, even to understand the words of the law. To prove your listening, you be open, open to understanding maybe some things new, or maybe from a different perspective or whatever the Bible teaches on a particular subject. How to improve your listing, let me say this thirdly, and this is needful, that you be respectful while you hear. You be respectful while you hear. Now we see this in verse number 6. It says, And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen and Amen, with lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Verse number 6 says that. Verse number 5 says, and all the people stood up. When he began to read the word, all the people stood up. There was a respect or reverence for the word of God. Any teacher needs to have some kind of respect if they're able to take the word of God or any other thing they're trying to teach. They need to have some respect for the listener to gain what they need to hear. If someone, again, is being distracting during this time of teaching, it can be difficult for others to hear. We see the respectfulness of the hearers there in Nehemiah. They were attentive to those things which were be taught them of Ezra. Look at verse 5 and verse number 6 again. It says there, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of the people, for the he was above all the people. And when he opened it, opened it all the people stood up. So all the people stood up, and all the people, if you weren't standing at that time, you were standing because everybody else was standing. Maybe there's little kids there, or younger kids there. They stood up to the Word of God. They showed reverence or respect for the Word of God. also showed reverence or respect for the message that was going to be talked about. And there are churches that uh, sometimes have people stand up before they hear the Word of God, and certainly... Uh, they do this, I believe, because of this passage. Let's turn back to Luke chapter 5. But are you not respecting the Word of God if you sit down? What if you're just sitting down and you're having a Bible study with somebody? Or you're sitting down here today and you're not standing to the Word of God or standing up or whatever? Are you showing disrespect for the Word of God? I don't believe so. You see here in Luke chapter 5, verse number 3, it says... Luke chapter 5, verse number 3, And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and he prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people of the ship. So what position was Jesus in when he was in the ship? Was he standing in the ship? No, he was sitting in the ship. And he taught from the ship. And he taught these words that follow after the ship. John chapter 8, verse number 2. I understand, again, sometimes it's needful for someone to be in a position like, like myself or someone else, or even as Ezra was, where they stand up 
uh, with a pulpit or on a podium or whatever it might be to be able to uh, be above the people so people can maybe see uh, the person teaching and, and they can also be in a position where they can learn. But you can learn by just sitting down. Notice here in John chapter 8, in verse number 1, And Jesus went up to the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again to the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. In the temple you see him sit down. If you remember that last passage of scripture we looked at earlier in the sermon, it talks about he stood up, and he read from the word of God, and then he sat down. Sitting down or standing up, in either case, one should give respect for the word of God and for the words of God. And so we need to seek to be respectful uh, to the words of God as they're taught, whether it's in a Sunday school class or a discipleship setting or uh, during a time of preaching or teaching or some other matter. Let's turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Could be at a camp, whatever it might be, special services, just gives respect to the uh, word of God and the time there. We say this finally to improve your listening. And again, we've already talked about this a little bit. We need to be obedient to what we hear. We need to be obedient to what we hear. Keep thy foot when thou goest in the house of God. Be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. The sacrifice of fools many times is just is to talk about being religious or doing things or whatever it might be and not doing what they should be doing. Let's turn to Ezekiel chapter 33. We don't want to be in a position that we just listen and, you know, someone will talk about it. Nothing wrong with enjoying a sermon, but if you're enjoying a sermon so much you don't remember anything about the sermon, but you were just enjoying it, then I don't know that maybe you got a whole lot out of it. You could have. I'm not saying you did. But if you're just enjoying the sermon, instead of looking for ways to follow the message or follow the Word of God, you may not come to where you need to when it comes to hearing. Ecclesiastes 33, verse 31, it says, And they come unto me as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear the words, but they will not do them. For with their mouth they show forth much love, but with their heart they goeth after much their covetousness. And so we not only need to be good listeners, but as we looked in the book of James, we need to be swift or ready to hear, but the goal is to be seeking to do the word and not be just hearers only. I can go through some of these steps here and say, I, I hear really good and I do a lot of learning. That's good. But there's more to it than that. You need to be able to seek to do the word of God. Let's turn to Luke chapter 8, just about done. Luke 8, verse number 15. Luke chapter 8, verse number 15 talks about the word of God being sown by a sower, be a preacher, teacher, anyone who has the word of God and sows it. And it says in verse number 15, but that on good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, and have the circle keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. They keep it. To improve our listening, 
How can we do this? Well, we need to be ready to hear and learn. We need to be open to instruction. In other words, we need to be students. We need to be wanting to learn something and uh, wanting to be instructed. We need to be respectful. And then we need to seek to obey what we hear. Be more ready to hear, the Bible says there. Uh, Keep thy foot when thou goest into the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools for they consider not that they do evil. And so some thoughts on listening. I encourage you to be a good listener. You'll learn things through that. All right, let's close as we consider the word of God here tonight.